Because Christ lives, we too shall live forever through faith in him. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is our epistle reading for this past Sunday, which is from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 20 to 28, Paul's resurrection chapter, which he was inspired to write. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in his own turn. Christ the first fruits, then when he comes, those who belong to him. Then the end will come. When he hands over the kingdom to God the Father, after he has destroyed all dominion, authority, and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death, for he has put everything under his feet. Now when it says that everything has been put under him, it is clear that this does not include God himself who put everything under Christ. When he has done this, then the Son himself will be made subject to him who put everything under him, so that God may be all in all. My dear friends in Christ, oh, you've probably all heard the story, perhaps from me, perhaps from some other source. There was this terminally ill woman who had been told that she had just three months left to live. And so what she did is she got her, she worked at getting her affairs in order. And one thing that she did is she got together with her pastor. She contacted him to come to her home and told him what she would like done with regard to her funeral. She talked about the songs that she wanted to have sung, she talked about the Bible verses that she wanted used in the service. She even told the pastor what outfit she wanted to be buried in. And now if you think about those details, those are all details that you also may want to consider sharing with your pastor so that when the time comes that the Lord calls you home to heaven, you'd make sure that your loved ones would hear the message that you want them to hear at the time of your passing, at the time of your being called home to heaven. Well, when the pastor was ready to leave, well, he had been told all these things, favorite Bible verses, songs, told that she wanted to be buried with her favorite Bible in her hands. Well, when he was told all of these things, then suddenly as the pastor was ready to leave, she remembered one more important detail. And she said to him, I want to be buried with a fork in my right hand. The pastor didn't really know what to say to that. She asked, that surprises you, doesn't it? And the pastor admitted that he was puzzled. And she explained, in all my years of attending church socials and potluck dinners, I always remember that when the dishes of the main course were being cleared, someone inevitably would lean over and say, keep your fork. It was my favorite part because I knew something better was coming. 
like a velvety chocolate cake or a deep dish apple pie. So I want the people to see me in my casket with a fork in my hand and I want them to wonder what's with the fork? Then I want you to tell them, keep your fork, the best is yet to come. The pastor's eyes, when he heard that, they, they welled up with tears of joy as he hugged her goodbye that day. He knew that this was probably one of the last times that he would see her before she died. He also knew that she had a pretty good grasp a pretty good grasp of what all would happen with her as a believing child of God at the time of her death. Maybe a better grasp on it than what he had. She knew that something better was coming. And at her funeral, when people walked by her casket, well, they saw her favorite Bible. They saw her pretty desk dress and they saw that fork in her right hand. And with that, they quite often were asking, what's with the fork? And the pastor, he didn't say anything as the, as the service, before the service. He said nothing, but in his message, he told the people of the conversation that he had had with the woman about the fork and about what it meant to her. The pastor told the people that he couldn't stop thinking about the fork and he told them that they probably too wouldn't be able to stop thinking about it as well. And he was right. So the next time you reach down for your fork, let it remind you that the best is yet to come. Today, the Apostle Paul in our reading from his resurrection chapter is saying to you and to me, keep your fork, the best is yet to come. And as we look to the encouragement in this resurrection chapter, we'll see that even though the source of our sorrow is sin, yet what we can also say, the source of our joy is Christ, our Savior and our King. And that's why we believers can always say, the best is yet to come. Christ rose victoriously from the dead after facing the full wrath of God because of our sins, and he paid for our sins in full there. Our sins, your sins, my sins, the sins of the world. And now he lives, and because he lives, we too, through faith in him, will live forever. The best is yet to come. Amen. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we know that we are sinners and we do deserve nothing but eternal punishment. But we also know that Jesus lived and died for us and paid for all our sins and won for us heaven. And because of what we know, we're blessed now as your believing children, but we're also blessed to know that the best is yet to come. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus, we pray in your name. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.